Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Indeed, by faith our ancestors received approval. By faith we understand the worlds we were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. Yet these, though they were condemned for their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better so that they would not, without us, be made perfect. So we were, uh, we were going to sing another song, but since uh, the hour is getting late, we'll keep it there. And actually, I will cut my sermon short. I know that's unusual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the text that was just read was indeed one of our, we spent a week at camp kind of talking about strong, about, we, uh, we started out talking about uh, a text from Joshua, be strong and courageous. And we started, we kind of talked about what strength and courage looked like. And we be, began with this text about the definition of faith. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And uh, I just, it, that, that text really resonated with me as I saw these young people kind of engaging their faith. And I think we live in a world these days where being a person of faith, having a strong faith is no small chore. You know, when I was growing up here in Utah, uh, you know, we were hit. We were hit pretty hard from one side about what, you know, about what faith would look like and and, and it wasn't so much, no one criticized us for having faith. There was just a lot of discussion about whether it was the right faith or not, right? There was a lot of that going on in school. And these days what I observe is not only do our children get a lot of that, but there's also, from the other side, there's this notion that just having faith is just silly. And it's just stupid. And the sins of the church have come back to haunt us. And many are saying, you know what? The church has never been a good place. And uh, your faith in God is really not warranted. Uh, it's going to get you nowhere. So our kids are kind of battling this on both fronts of, wait a minute, we think there is something there to hang on to. And I, there is something where I can get some strength out of that. There is a, there is a, a sense of possibility. Uh, that is worth pursuing, uh, even when the rest of the world or a part of the world is telling them, no, there isn't. There really isn't a lot of that. So I never really faced a lot of that growing up, but I know that our young people today really do face that, that they really uh, have a, a, a sense of questioning that. And what I see from people who actively pursue that faith, what I see from young people is this hope that faith gives them the assurance for. They dare to hope. In our text today, uh, the author of Hebrews talks a lot about, we're in Hebrews 11, by the way. There's Hebrews 11 if you want to follow along. But there's a long list of people who acted out of faith 
who are who are held up as heroes of faith. There's Enoch, there's who we hardly hear from, but he's he's in there. Noah and Abel, who who gave a good sacrifice, and then it goes on to talk about Abraham, who who hoped for a new land, who hoped for children that would begin a new uh, a new community, a new family, a new Israel. And then it moves on to Moses, who hoped for liberation for his people, and hoped for God's blessing in the promised land, and hoped for a place where his people could live and thrive and grow. And that hope was put into action. Like Amanda said, our, his prayers were followed by his feet. And hope put into action is where strong faith begins. And as I've, as I've hung around with these young people, I'm realizing that they are filled with such hope. There's, always, there's been a lot of talk about how, uh, you know, and this happens every generation, but everyone's talking about the millennials and, and post-millennials, how, you know, how they're just not the same, they just don't have the same ethics, they don't have the same this or that or this or that. I beg to differ. Because the leadership that I, we are receiving from young people these days fills me with hope. Uh, our own young people who are grappling with their own sense of who they are and what they want in the world and, and what is their place in there, to watch them kind of explore and wonder and, and ask questions and doubt and work through those doubts, it's an amazing thing to watch and it fills me with hope. And I got to tell you, working with the young people uh, in Salt Lake City who organized March for Our Lives here locally uh, were amazing and I'm terrible with names. Remind me your name? Elizabeth and, and so many of the others who gathered here in their church and I sat in on many of the meetings, they are amazing. They are amazing leaders in our community, not just young leaders, leaders in our community who are hopeful, who hope for a better Salt Lake City, who hope for a better world. And all of these young people who have taken tragedy that, that may have said, where is that? They may have just held up in their house and said, you know what? I don't see any hope. This world is doomed. It's gone to hell in a handbasket. I don't want any part of it. But they didn't do that. They said, you know what? I am hoping for a better day. And God said, well, I want to give you assurance about that hope. I want to give you conviction for the things that you have not yet seen so that you can get up and, and lead us to a, a change in the world. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so I, I guess what I get out of this, this week at camp and, and just being honored to be uh, around these young people is that sense of hope. And I guess I say, so as a church, what our job is, what our thing is to contribute to this God-empowered hope, and I believe it is from from our God that is empowering these young people and giving them the hope for the future of the world, for the now of the world, amen. 
What I believe we are called to do as a church is to provide that sacred space where they are loved, where they are supported, where they are allowed to ask questions and doubt and wonder, where they are allowed to cultivate some hope. And our job as the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, our job as the body of Christ and the church uh, the ecclesia, the gathered community of God here at First Baptist Church, our job is to say, how can we support you in this? How can we give your voice a stage to speak? How can we hear what you are saying and learn from it? How can we make you feel loved, affirmed, welcomed, supported, and safe. And safe. Because we got to be honest with ourselves. The church has not always been a safe place. The church has not always been a safe place. Praise Jesus. This place it works really hard at trying to be that safe place. We don't always hit it. But we try really hard to be that safe place. Not just for young people. But for all people. Amen. But that's what, we, that's what we are about when it comes to cultivating that faith, that strong faith, which is the assured hope that comes from God and the empowered conviction of things that they haven't seen yet. God says they will. We may not see it, but they will. And it's my prayer that we are faithful to that call to be the body of Christ that holds our young people close and makes them feel safe and supported and affirmed and loved and then let them loose <laughs> to go and change the world and the rest of us huffing and puffing coming up behind going, yeah! Because <laughs> I get tired easy. <laughs> but it's my prayer that we are faithful to that calling. As we live out our lives together. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Loving and gracious God, we are so grateful for the example of our young people. Some of which are still kind of working out what that faith looks like. Still trying to figure out, still asking those questions of whether, whether or not they feel that empowerment that comes from God. Many of us yet are acting on that God-given faith, on the assurance that things will get better. And many of us are just acting in the hope of faith. Kind of giving it a chance. Opening our minds to even just the possibility that God will empower us. And that, we, that, that, that love truly does win in the end. In all of those circumstances, God, may your church be a sanctuary. May your church be a place of refuge. May your people be safe people who love and support and affirm. We ask all of this stuff in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, and our friend. Amen.